0: You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg Podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast, I'm Harmony Hunter. You might be surprised to learn that Colonial Americans competed in a global economy. From trade routes to consumer goods, the world was easily crossed to bring consumables to Williamsburg. This is the topic of a new electronic field trip and joining me now is producer Leslie Clark and museum educator Cash Earhart who both helped to bring this show to life. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for inviting us. Well before we start talking about this show in particular I want to just refresh for folks um, the concept of the electronic field trip. What is this program
1: and how can people take advantage of it? Well the electronic field trip is a a multimedia event that teachers can use in their classroom, it's um, it's a TV show um, and part of that TV show is kind of like a movie, it's a, a pre-produced story um, that we shot years ago and then we intermix that with um, live question and answer segments. So we have students calling in from all around the country and we have characters in our studio, that were on the show. So they can ask their questions, they can tweet questions, they can email questions. Um, and so we kind of go back and forth between those pre recorded segments and the questions. So it's a whole event for a teacher's class. It's a whole event, yeah. And teachers can subscribe, and they can get uh, lesson plans, and they can get games for their students, and they can make it more than just the show on the day of the broadcast.
0: And let's talk about this show in particular. Cash, can you talk to us about the concept of the global economy and bringing that to a young audience?
2: For a lot of students today, the global economy uh, foreign trade and commerce they're very modern concepts but they go back hundreds of years Uh, in the colonial era uh, the american colonies were part of a huge global network of trade Uh, there are things coming into the colonies many of which come through england but before that they come from throughout Europe and India and China and then the things that are being produced the raw materials here in colonial America they're in turn getting shipped out all over the world so it it's it's a very complicated network that that's much older than a lot of our students recognize and further complicating that are a series of laws and acts passed by Parliament such as the the Navigation Acts that determine what goods and what commodities, uh, the different things like iron or tobacco or lumber that are produced in America have to be shipped directly to England first instead of being traded with with France or with Spain.
0: Did you bump into the assumption that um, might be commonly held that people in the colonies were making everything you know, on the frontier, they were carving, <laughs> whittling everything out of wood, getting everything locally. Was there uh, an assumption that um, international trade was not really happening, that we were much more self-sufficient?
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I think everybody grows up with that assumption that that all of the clothes that the colonists made, they they made themselves. All of all of their furniture, they made themselves, uh, and it's it's quite the contrary. Fashion uh, is being set in in France, and then it's going to London, and then it's coming here to the colonies. George Washington, before the American Revolution, he always purchased almost all of his clothes from England. And then he was always complaining about that they didn't fit right when they got here. <laughs> so a lot of the the idea that America is is completely self-sufficient, we were all hacking our lives out of the wilderness, out on the frontier. It's it's quite far from the truth. Very large cities like Philadelphia, like New York, even though they're able to produce a lot of their own goods, they might have dozens and dozens of, of shoemakers in those larger cities in America, there are still hundreds of stores. Thousands of stores that are importing shoes made from England because those things are cheaper made in England and to have them shipped into America than they are to have them made here in America because the the cost of labor is so much higher here in the colonies than it is back in England. And and
1: people want the goods from England because they're the most fashionable and they're the most trendy thing. I mean, just like today, people wanna keep up with the trends and it was the same thing in the 18th century. It's not like they bought them because they had to, they wanted them. And this is a
0: topic that can be fairly dry, even for adult listeners, you had to spin yeah. this concept uh, <laughs> yeah, for a young audience. <laughs> so, Leslie, you were key in trying to make this idea uh, really fun and really vibrant. Tell us about yeah. how you presented this um, this show, this program, with, ki- with a, y- a young audience in mind. Yeah.
1: Well, we used rat puppets. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, One of my colleagues and I were talking, and 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 she was saying, well, you know, it's a shame that we really can't do animation because we could have a story of, of rats on a ship and wouldn't that be really fun? And, and we said, yeah, you know, that's really too bad. And, and I had this kind of eureka moment. I said, no, but we can do puppets. So that's where the idea was born. Um, and, and it's really great because the, the rats can go places on the ship where people can't, they can go inside crates where obviously humans can't. Um, it was nice from a production standpoint. You know, rats can go up to a crate or a barrel and they can you know, sniff and they can tell us what's inside without us having to actually see inside. So that saves us from having to get, you know, a crate full of raw indigo or, you know, <laughs> bolts and bolts of fabric, um, you know, prop items that would be more difficult. Um, and, and the kids just really, really love them. They've really responded to them. So tell us about your crew of rats. who do you have on the ship here? So we had four rat puppets on the ship. Um, There's kind of a rat storyline and a human storyline. And the rat storyline centers around uh, Margaret Ratledge, or Maggie. And Maggie um, has found herself in England by accident. She got on a ship thinking she was going to Plymouth, Massachusetts, and she wound up in Plymouth, England by mistake. And so she has to find her way back home to Rhode Island where she lives. She meets um, a a British rat on the ship in England. She travels um, through the Cape Verde Islands off the coast of Africa through Jamaica where she meets another rat who helps her along the way and eventually winds all the way back up home. And meets her dad at the end. So we have those four rats: Maggie, uh, Lord Stuffington Whiskerby is our proper British rat. Uh, we have Gnarly, who's our kind of rough and tumble ship's rat, who's from Jamaica, and then uh, Maggie's dad Ben is is back in America.
0: And this was a really fun way to um, lighten up this subject. But you were took it very seriously. They were all costumed at the <laughs> Costume Design Center, where our, were. our costumed interpreters <laughs>
1: get dressed as well. Yeah, yeah we um, we we. Hired a, um, a puppet designer in New York City to build them, so we didn't just kind of, you know, make sock puppets. Um, they were, you know, professionally designed and made for us. We got them uh, with with no clothes, and so they were clothed by the Costume Design Center. We had actors on set who would recognize the fabrics that the rats' clothes were made out of, and they'd say, "Hey, I have a waistcoat made out of that. Um, I think Lord Stuffington's coat was actually silk."
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, Lord, Lord <laughs> Stuffington had a better costume than I ever had when when I used to work in costume in the historic area. This, uh, so. this rat had a lot of pull over over at the costume design center. Yeah, they, uh, they had some really
1: <laughs> some really nice duds. So talk to me,
0: uh, Cash, about um, some of the concepts that it was important for you to communicate. We've talked about how to make this message more palatable to children, mm-hmm. but what were the messages that you wanted to share, and how do those tailor in with the learning standards that you're trying to match up with for teachers to use in the classroom?
2: That, that's something we always consider thoroughly anytime we're, we're producing or planning an electronic field trip. Uh, we recognize that a lot of teachers are looking to Colonial Williamsburg for help with, with dense material, with things that are, are complicated, or, or that they just don't have a lot of other resources to help them teach topics like the, the transatlantic trade, uh, otherwise known as the, the triangle trade, which is commonly associated with going back and forth between England and Africa and then somewhere on the other side of the ocean whether it's in Central or South America or into the Caribbean or up into the North American colonies. Uh, So making sure that we're able to to demonstrate that thoroughly in the video part of the program with a scene and then we can come back and reinforce it with Lesson plans or online activities in the program. So it's all about reinforcing some of these basic concepts in the program. So a lot of these topics are are things that we're putting into the program specifically because we know the teachers have to meet these standards that the, their students are looking for uh, resources to help them with their testing with uh, with a better understanding of the events that lead up to the American Revolution eventually.
0: We are proud of these shows and we work hard to make them right. From two years before production begins, there's script writing, there's historic research, down to the costuming on the puppets, it's accurate. Leslie, mm-hmm. tell us about some of the recognition that the EFT program got.
1: Well, we won an Emmy uh, this past uh, June. We all went up to Uh, Maryland and we were awarded an Emmy from the um, National Capital Chesapeake Bay chapter of the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Uh, We found out we were nominated earlier in the spring uh, and then we went to the awards and and we got the Emmy so that was really exciting. Um, We the the awards are judged from other television professionals all around the country so um, so it's not just that we think we're great, other other people think we're great too.
0: There's a lot of love and a lot of passion and a lot of joy that goes into the creation. I mean, I'm sure there are tough moments too, that goes into the creation of these programs and they take you know a cast of thousands almost um, mm-hmm. to bring it all together. But there's a real standard of excellence that's upheld here. And I think that that shows um, when you see these programs. Where can people learn more about the EFT? Uh, program and the season and
1: the online activities for children? Um, Well, anybody can watch the broadcast of The Global Economy. You can go to our website, history.org slash trips, and you can watch the stream online for free. If they want to learn more about um, subscribing and getting all those extra things, then they can go to history.org slash hero and explore all those things.
2: And and that's going to get them access to those online activities, the the lesson plans, uh, and all of those other resources uh, for students. Uh, And it's not just this program, but we we have over a dozen different programs uh, online in in HERO. several of which have also received Parents' Choice Awards, including the global economy. So we've been recognized not only for the the quality of our video production with the Emmy Awards, but also for the the caliber of our educational content as well.
0: Thank you both for being here today and talking to us about this program and the wonderful series that it's a part of. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. We're always glad to hear your feedback. Send us an email at podcast.history.org.